The Parable of the Two Sons by Jorge Coco. Jesus entered the temple courts, and, while he was teaching, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him. By what authority are you doing these things? They asked. And who gave you this authority? Jesus replied, I will also ask you one question. If you answer me, I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism, where did it come from? Was it from heaven, or of human origin? They discussed it among themselves and said, If we say, from heaven, he will ask, then why didn't you believe him? But if we say, of human origin, we are afraid of the people, for they all hold that John was a prophet. So, they answered Jesus, we don't know. Then he said, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered, but later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir, but he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first, they answered. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him, but the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. New International Version the people entering God's kingdom may not be the ones we expect. That's because God's kingdom is an upside-down kingdom. The spiritual insiders are really on the outside, while the spiritual outsiders are the ones inheriting the kingdom. Today's gospel parable is a warning to all the spiritually serious to beware, lest their energies be spent entirely in correctness, believing the right things, and making obedience to Christ of secondary importance. This parable also encourages moral failures with the wonderful possibilities of a changed life. That's because talk is cheap. Only what one believes, one will do. Lip service to God, without loving service, is hollow and means nothing. The warning, don't assume. Christ's parable warns those who arrogantly assume they have an inside track by their belief, when in reality they aren't obeying God, at all. It's a bit hard for us to imagine how offensive this story was to the religious authorities of the day, so here is a restatement of the parable in a more contemporary form. What do you think? There was once a man well respected in the community. He had two sons. The one son grew up and also became a respectable member of the community. This son was a successful businessman, and willingly gave a lot of money to causes in his community, including new lights for the football field, which was no small cost. He only asked that appropriate and prominent recognition be given him with a plaque on each of the light poles with his name on it. The other son was not so successful. He was the one in school of whom the teachers said, why can't you be more like your brother? There was nothing spectacular about this son. In fact, he lived an alternative lifestyle and seemed to always be the talk of people behind his back. One day the father said to him, Son, go and work at my place of business today. I am going away and need you to do some of the tedious paperwork I have gotten behind on so that I can get away. I will not, he answered, but later felt heartsick about the way he had spoken to his father and decided to go to his place of business and do all the grunt work his father needed done. The father also went to the other son, the well-respected one, and said the same thing about needing him to do all the thankless paperwork that was piled up. That son answered, Yes, sir, I will. Anything you need I will do. However, that son did not follow through and go to the tedious work. Instead, he chose to go golfing with some people whom he was trying to coy favor with. After telling the story, Jesus asked all the upstanding church leaders and people listening, which of the two sons did what his father wanted. The first, they all answered. 
Then, Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and queer people are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For you have had heard hundreds if not thousands of sermons about grace and the true way of righteousness, and you did not believe by putting the word of God into practice, but they did. And even after you saw how grace can transform a life from the inside out, you yourselves did not repent and believe. For Jesus to tell such a story was so incredibly scandalous that it could get him killed, and it did. Simply believing the right things and living as an upstanding citizen is not the way of salvation. Tax collectors and prostitutes were the most despised people in Christ's time. It was assumed they were on the outside and could never come to God, much like some might believe it unthinkable that a Muslim terrorist could be saved by Jesus. The proof of genuine belief is not in talking a good line, it is in actively obeying God when no one is looking to see what a good person you are. Greater than those who say, I love God and hate their brothers or sisters are liars. After all, those who don't love their brothers or sisters whom they have seen can hardly love God whom they have not seen. This commandment we have from Him, those who claim to love God ought to love their brother and sister also. Greater than. Greater than 1 John 4 20-21, Seb. The Christian life hinges on obedience to the words and ways of Jesus. It is to be a blessing to a lost world in need of the grace and love of God. There was once a pastor in the 1890s, Pastor Wright, who pronounced from his pulpit and wrote an article for his denomination's newsletter on how people flying was both impossible and contrary to the will of God. Pastor Wright had two sons named Orville and Wilbur. The pastor was so sure of himself, but he was surely wrong. The Invitation, Walk Through the Open Door This parable is more than a warning, it is also a story that opens a door of grace and mercy for unlikely people, far from God, who have said no to God. It is a wonderful invitation for all us screw-ups and people with little to no faith to come to Jesus, and He will give rest. One of my favorite Old Testament references is from the life of David. It is rather obscure and tucked away where no one notices it in Scripture. David was on the outside looking in. King Saul was trying to capture him, even though he had done nothing wrong. David got away and escaped to the cave of Adullam. When his brothers and others associated with his family heard where he was, they came down and joined him. Not only that, but all who were down on their luck came around, losers and vagrants and misfits of all sorts. David became their leader. There were about 400 in all. 1 Samuel 22 1-2, MSG. This ragtag group of outsiders in Israel became Israel's insiders as David eventually became king. These were the men, referred to later, as David's mighty men, people on the cutting edge of bringing Israel into prominence. Jesus, Son of God, Son of Humanity, came and clearly identified Himself as the Savior to the outsider when He quoted the prophet Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. He has chosen me to tell good news to the poor. He sent me to tell prisoners that they are free. And to tell the blind that they can see again. He sent me to free those who have been treated badly. And to announce that the time has come for the Lord to show His kindness. Luke 4 18-19, ERV. In Christ, there is no lost cause and no person too far to be rescued and redeemed. And if we believe that, we will participate with God's desire to reach the outsider. Conclusion Practicing the words and ways of Jesus happens when we locate ourselves within this parable. For the true outsider, this is the most wonderful news possible, that Jesus is reaching out and bringing you to Himself, that changing a no to saying yes, entry to life is possible. Yet, maybe some of us need to locate ourselves as the insider who needs to get a clue before we miss out on the grace of God in Christ. Take heart, for Jesus came to seek and to save that which is lost. It is time to act on what we believe, to affirm truth and right doctrine, and to embody it with obedience to God's call on our life.